podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on Hatter or Lower, we are joined by yet another very special guest. A warm welcome to the podcast, a rival podcaster and host of the My Best 11 podcast with Marvin Johnson. We got Andrew McMillan. How are you getting on today, Andy? Excellent. Thank you very much, Ollie. So much. I was so, so glad to be invited on. Um, it was really, really great to receive your message. And yeah, really looking forward to this and seeing how I get on and ready for the public slating and humiliation as is social media. <laughs> well, look, as however you do, you can't do worse than me. I tell everyone that comes on just to make them feel a bit better. So when I did Hatter or Lower, I got stitched up. I got zero out of 10. So you'll do better than me. Well, hopefully we'll find out. <laughs> I'll give it I'll give my I'll give it a red hot crack and you get to select your decade. That's why I think you haven't really got a leg to stand on. Yeah, well I'm hoping that I've given you the right decade here. You went for the noughties, right? I did. I did, yeah. yeah. That was oh, my good. that was my full season ticket time, so Ooh. Well that that's an interesting one. So you did have a season ticket. I've got to ask you, how did you find yourself out in Australia? Um, so my, my now wife is an Aussie. She was born and bred over here. Um, and I met her back in the UK. So, um, her time was up in England and then I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. And as much as I love, that's as much as I love the UK and stuff. I just look over here and think what a great place to bring up kids. And we now got two lovely kids who, um, love to bits, but unfortunately neither of them are Luton fans. Ooh. That's a shame. What went wrong there? But I'll give. But <laughs> my son is a Leicester fan, so so Ooh. he hasn't gone whole glory hunting though. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't gone for the full United Liverpool. He's still going for a, a team. You go okay, fair enough. Oh, this it just gets worse and worse. Uh, I'm guessing he became a Leicester fan around the time that they won the Premier League. So it's sort of a yeah pseudo glory hunter slash you know, uh, going for the underdog vibe there. Yeah, he started going from... His first game you ever watched was the 9-0 win they did against Southampton. I don't know if you remember that. It was a big thing at the time. And ever since then, he's always been a Vardy obsessor. Every shirt he gets his Vardy on the back. So, But he's still watching every game in the Championship, so fair play. Yeah, fair play to him. I remember that 9-0. I feel bad for Southampton. They've had a few, they've had a few 9-0s, haven't they? Uh, one too many. They have one. it in the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask you about the My Best 11 podcast, because what you're doing with, with Marv, who, who is an absolute Luton Town legend, it's amazing. Like The variety of guests you get on and just the whole premise for selecting, you know, getting players on and having them select their best 11. It's just so good. How did that come about? Uh, well, I used to um, host another podcast called It's Not Called Soccer. Um, over here in Australia, and then during COVID, I decided to interview a few, um, yeah, a few kind of legends of the game. Where I thought, oh, see if they're keen. And then I got chance to Marv, and then we came up with the idea together. And Marv's got obviously a lot of the contacts and names and the players, but we didn't want to just do a, a kind of like a question answer question answer. We thought let's create a different type of structure um, to how we can do it. And together we brainstormed some ideas and came up with yeah naming. Um, your best ever 11 really and as you as those people listened out to it 
we we kind of jump in and out, listen to the players and ask questions about their career. But it kind of goes hand in hand anyway, because they they talk about their career and it also allows for some, I think, for some stories to come out because it's quite hard to get ex-pros to give stories to, I say, nobody's like me and do you know what I mean, who, who aren't one of the lads in the dressing room as such. Whereas if they're talking about their career and Marv's there, he, he knows exactly what questions to ask because he can instantly say, I remember this moment, remember that moment, or I've been told this, I've been told that. So, yeah, so that's kind of how it came about. And we're on a bit of a hiatus at the moment, um, a bit of a break. Uh, we've both got some lot, well, some things going on um, in our own side of the world, I suppose. Um, Marvin, Virginia and me down in Melbourne. So, uh, But we are going to be back on the airwaves in about four, five, six months. Yeah, it's great. Like it, it is really like a a a personal favorite for me, but not just me. Like also on the Hatters Heritage YouTube channel, we have a designated playlist with all the former Luton Town players that you've interviewed, because there there is absolute gold, and you raised such a good point about you know former players not really being that keen to open up. I find it as you say, former players or getting them absolutely pissed and then they just talk till they're blue in the face it's it's great it really is but so you, know, you say a, that oh. and that's why probably some some of the yeah. some of the some of the 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 ones we have had coming out are when they're around more of them so i don't know if you saw the world cup one we did with nico and howie together and as soon as they got together i was like come on let's get back onto the conversation and we tried the, it went on forever um but yet you've got <laughs> other people like mike newell who just well, he just loves a good rant. Um, so, and and Marv, the personality is he just he knows exactly when to make a comment. He can just he can just throw a grenade in or lob that. He just throws the fishing rod in and he reels them in every time. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, they they make for some absolutely fantastic listening. I recommend like anyone listening to this, you know, stop what you're doing. I, I personally like the Matthew Upson one. I thought that was a great insight like sure he wasn't a Luton player for too long but some of the stories they're just they're tremendous they really are I've got to ask you Andrew so what was your earliest memory of Luton Town my first memory was going to watch Luton and I have very 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 vivid memories of going to watch them in 90 in the late 80s going to watch my first ever game was actually watching Man United at home um at the Kenilworth and going to watch that game. I remember small amounts of that, but about six months later, my dad took me again, um, and we watched Man City two all draw. So that was probably my first proper real memory. Um, and then I also remember my dad going, coming back from the Litwas Cup final with the remember they they did the caps as the souvenir cap things. Um, I don't know where it is. I've got around it somewhere. Um, but I remember him bringing that home and giving me that. And yeah, my whole family's always been kind of Luton. So obviously being born around, being born at L&D Hospital, it's kind of a one-way ticket to either supporting Luton or I suppose everybody else around us supported kind of Arsenal or Main United bound, kind of, especially in the 90s. Yeah, well, the 90s were kind of, I'd say, a bleak time for Luton, you know, what with the relegation from the top division. Obviously there was the, you know, 94 season where we did get to the FA Cup semi-final but other than that you know it was just a bleak tunnel which ended with Lenny Lawrence ball fortunately Joe Kinnear came in and sort of you know 
picked up the pieces and got us turned around and going back up the divisions. Yeah, look, that's football. And, you know, I understand there are a lot of looter, uh, a lot of Arsenal, Man United, Liverpool, all the big clubs, you know, people that support those teams in and around Luton. It's a shame, but hopefully, you know, we're seeing more of these people coming back to Luton now. But I've got to ask as well. So you can't say Marvin Johnson, by the way. Who was your favourite Luton Town player of all time? Oh, of all time. I'll probably have to put uh, Burko. Ooh, good choice. What a player now, he was. I know people will say, oh, you should pick other players in the 90s, and there were some amazing players at that time. But for me, because I used to sit in the Kenny Lower um, kind of block E, as far, kind of really near the front, I used to love us shooting towards us, and he was always on the right. So I remember Burko, later on, people like Carlos Edwards, so this is giving give away my naughties thing. But remember him kind of always on that right-hand side and skinning him, Claude, Napka going on a few more years after that. Always playing that right wing. So I used to love watching them take him to the byline, up, down, up. So probably because they were so close to me, that's probably kind of made me love it more. And I'd still say one of my best memories is Burko's winner against Hull City, um, that back post header, which again was right right on top of where I was. So that's probably why Burko. Oh, yeah. Some great memories there. That game against Hull. Wow. What a team we had then. What a team, right? You look at it, you look at it and you go, oh, we were so lucky to to have those things. But you look at, say, Luton as well, but Burnley, Sheffield United, and I do wonder. It's great being in the Premier League, but sometimes there's something to say about going down and just having fun. You see it with Leeds fans and Southampton. Southampton have been smashed for years. For, and I was speaking to a Palace fan, a mate of mine, and I said, sometimes, do you wonder if it'd be nice to go down? And he says, I wouldn't mind a season. Just to win every win a lot and just have constant fun rather than the the, the kind of the nervousness on a, waking up over here waking up on a Sunday morning wondering what the score's going to be yeah I think I saw it the other day someone said the the uh, the chase to get into the Premier League is more fun than being in the Premier League and I think that rings very true you know, look, after the, the past decade, minus the, you know, 1920 season, we have sort of gotten used to winning and we love winning. Players love winning because they are competitive animals at the end of the day. That's why they've risen to the very top of, of professional sports. They love winning. And it's got to be so demoralizing, especially in the games where we're playing so well this season. But we're just coming up short, you know, with last minute equalizers, last minute winners against these really big teams. And, you know, sure, it, it'd be great to be back in the championship just to get that winning feeling again. But not every championship game was so cut and dry, was it? No, no, I agree with you. I, I just think as an overall, I think it's particularly for clubs that are, that are just that mid-table Premier League. They're not, they're not challenging for anything. I just sometimes wonder, as fans of those clubs, would you rather just for one season drop down and then come back up? Like I said, Palace, but there's plenty of other teams in that kind of area. Where I know a lot of clubs have come up, so Brentford, your Fulham's, they're, they're kind of safe Premier League teams. So, yeah, I just I just wonder what they'd be like. I wonder what Everton fans would say about that. They've been in the Premier League for years and not 
really done much, would they like to go down, just have some fun for a year, then bounce straight back, and then they go back to what they were doing anyway? Yeah, well, I feel if Everton did go down, they they would potentially get one of those big resets because they'd have to like trim all the fat from that club. But at the same time, clubs should aspire to be like a Bryson where you, you continually um, bring in new talent and sort of climb up the league. It's sort of what Luton Town are trying to do. The hardest thing will be staying in the Premier League this season, obviously. Which brings me on to my next question from the current squad. Who's your favourite player? Oh, I was talking to my lad about this earlier. I would have to say... I don't know what I don't want to give two players because I think it's a bit dodge. But I'm gonna probably say um Alfie Dowdy. What a choice. Because I feel like he could have complained and sat in the corner when Ryan Giles came in, but he didn't. He put his head down. He also bear in mind this is a guy who got goal of the season last year. Am I right saying that? He did get again. QPR was goal of the season, wasn't it, in the end? So yeah. he put his head down, he went for it. So that's why I th- that's why I love him. I think he's a really good kind of player in terms of values and beliefs, you know what I mean? All that stuff. He's got a bit of a, a bit of a cheeky side to him. You can see that when they do all those interviews and things. But and yeah, I think and he's a great player. He's creating so many chances um for the club. And with our strikers we have with Morris and Adebayo, I think it's great to have him on the wing playing it in. Especially when we haven't got now Bene's made it his own, but we haven't had consistently a solid right fullback, wing back, whatever you want to call him. So it's good that Dowie is on the left as a consistent. Yeah, very, very valid point. Uh, you know, I love Alfie Doughty as well. And you say he's the cheeky chappy. I do like that about him. It, like I was watching uh, the Liverpool game because I wasn't there. I was watching it with um, my cousin. And he, he said Alfie Doughty kind of just looks like the standard guy that you, you see in Sunday League. He doesn't look like a Premier League footballer, but his ability is just, you can't doubt it. There's no doubting Doughty. He's so good. Yes, Rock Bartley's amazing, I know, but I just want to go somebody different. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Look, the easy answer is Ross Barkley. But, Andy, are you ready to play some Hatter or Lower? As ready as I'll ever be, Ollie. Good stuff. Well, Hatter or Lower is powered by Hatter's Heritage, a website that does the important job of preserving the history of our club. They always need volunteers, and you can check them out at hattersheritage.co.uk or get in touch by googling Hatters Heritage. And that's exactly what I've done to get the names and appearance totals to 20 Hatters. I then ask, who play more, player A or player B? The contender then has to guess who made more appearances for the Hatters and try and get as high up on our leaderboard as possible, which you can check out on our website. It's now time to play Hatter or Lower, and this week's contender is host of the My Best Eleven podcast with Marvin Johnson, Andrew McMillan. How are the nerves? I'm glad this isn't going out on video because I just have my head in my hands. So that'll tell you everything. <laughs> Don't worry. Look, you'll be absolutely fine. There's a leaderboard that stretches from zero to nine. Who knows? You might get 10 out of 10. Here we go. Here we go. Who played more? Russell Perrett or Emerson Boyce? Is this during just the noughties or is this full stop? This is full stop. Total appearances for the Hatters, including substitute appearances. Uh, is this a trick? I'm going to go Boise. Surely it's not a trick. Correct. Russell Perrett played 109 <laughs> times for Luton Town. 
Emerson Boyce, 212. We start you off easy. They get harder, though. Okay. Who played more? Stephen Robinson or Peter Holmes? Steve Robbo, surely. Correct! Steve Robinson played 211 times for Luton Town. Peter Holmes, 127. I'm glad that you're so sure of yourself right now. They ramp up. I did not believe that Holmes, he played. Good player, but I'm surprised Holmes, he played that many times for the club. Good work. Good work. One of those kind of silent achievers. Yeah, who else was there in the middle of the park at that time, though? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just trying to think. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised when I saw 127 appearances, but he was you know he was steady Eddie, very good player. Mm. But Stephen Robinson, absolute Luton legend, Whoa. especially for that goal against Liverpool. What a goal! <laughs> Turning Jamie Carragher, slamming it in. What a goal! Always remember for that. Who played more, Claude Nakba or Louis Emmanuel? Claude. Correct! Claude Nakba played 136 times for Luton Town. Lewis Emmanuel, 88. There we go. He was a very good player. He was a very good player on the left wing, Lewis Emmanuel. He was, yeah. Not, not as good as being a getaway driver, it, though. I, I, do you know what? I wasn't going to say that because I didn't know if libelous were allowed to say that. But I suppose <laughs> it was proven in court. So I used to love the way Emmanuel ran. He ran like a like a train. Do you ever remember that? He used to run with his arms like this. Yeah, yeah, and he had <laughs> he had such a stocky build as well, didn't he? Yeah. He was an absolute unit. Yep. Yeah, and, and obviously like Claude <laughs> Nakba as well. What a player he was for the level we were at in the conference. Uh, you know, remember like. You know, against Wrexham. Also, just how can we not talk about the JPT final um, coming off the bench to to win it? Oh, what a play such he a was. fun day! Such such a fun day that was. That was awesome fun. At the, uh, I was I was at, I was at that game. Don't worry. So, Luton fans, I was I have been to a lot of big games, even though I live in Australia. <laughs> it was pretty nerve wracking. Uh, I have to say, you know, like uh, a lot of goals. A lot of goals, but yeah, what a day that was. It was tremendous. Right, next up. Mm. Who played more? Marlon Beresford or Dean Brill? Oh. Oh. Marlon. Correct. Marlon Beresford played 132 times for Luton Town. Dean Brill. 109. They're getting closer, though. They are getting closer. They are. I see what you're doing here. Lulling me in. <laughs> yeah, you weren't so sure of yourself there, were you? No, no. Both good keepers, although I, I must say I prefer Marlon to Dean just because Marlon did it at a higher level than Dean Brill. 100%. They, they were both great shot stoppers. Both gave me a bit of nerves in the air. I don't know. They just used to anything outside their own goalie area, going towards a penalty spot, going towards a penalty spot. Used to, I used to get a little bit of a, the heart flutters for both of them, actually. 
Yeah, I know how you feel about getting the heart flutters. I have to say, with Kaminsky, I always feel pretty good whenever a ball comes in from the air. Great keeper. Who play more? David Bayliss or Ian Hillier? Oh. Oh. Ian Hillier. Correct. I'm amazed you got this one right. David Bayliss <laughs> played 40 times for Luton Town. Ian Hillier, 68. That was a bit of a trick one. Yes, well I, I can't remember even what David Bayliss looked like. If I'm, I feel really bad saying that, but I can't remember what he even looks like. Yeah, he looked like I have an to jump NPC. Onto the Heritage, to have a look. Yeah, you have to have a look. He, I, I, I can okay. describe him as he looked like a, a computer game NPC. Yeah, he just he just had a <laughs> standard face, you know, no discerning features or yep. anything. Awesome. Yeah, who played more, Matt Taylor? Or Kevin Foley? Kevin Foley. Correct! Matthew Taylor played 146 times for Luton Town. Kevin Foley, 166. Well I didn't. Done. I just said Matty Taylor played less than that. Wow. No, Matthew Taylor, he made his, um, his debut... Uh, pretty much at the end of 99. And then he, you know, was a mainstay. Um, that's I mean, he only played in the two team. full, full seasons, I remember. That's why what, that's what I'm thinking, surely Foley played a lot more than that. It felt like Foley was there for more than the two full, full seasons. But yeah. Well, they were both snapped up pretty quickly. I remember Kevin Foley only made it mm. in to the team League One. And he was snapped up second season in the championship, so he had two and a half seasons. Matt Taylor played everything, cups, league. Um, you know, he was pretty much first name on the team sheet. And what a left side was Jean Louis Valois as well. What a player he was. <laughs> There's a question for you that you should research for the fans: is how many games do they actually play together, or is it just this belief that Luton fans have? that they were amazing on the left. Because Valois barely played after October and turned back up again in March when the sun was out. <laughs> so I'd, lo- I'd, just, I'd love to see how many games they actually play together, in truth. Yeah, I, I can look into that. I will look into that. Right, for the next question. Who played more, Calvin Andrew or Dean Crow? Oh, Jesus. Including sub-appearances. Yeah, all appearances. I'm going to go... I'm not. I'm nowhere near sure. I'm going to go Dean Crow. Correct. Calvin Andrew played 67 times for Luton Town. Dean Crow, 79. <laughs> how did Luton make money out of Calvin Andrew? Good player, but how did we ever... How did Pal- why did Palace buy him? It felt no logic to it. I think with with Palace, they thought, because he was a young player, they thought there was a lot more to come out of him. But I looked at his numbers. So he he only retired last year at the age of 40. He played Mm. over 450 times in his career. He only scored 35 goals. Absolutely atrocious for a striker. Yeah, really bad. He makes Neil Mulpay look like Alan Shearer. 
Well, Neil Mope's been on a tear this second half of the season. He's been all right so far, right. hasn't he? Yeah, but, true. But I get your point. You know, he does make Neil Mope look prolific. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, who played more? Petri Helen or Alan Kimball? <laughs> Alan Kimball. Incorrect. Petri Helen played oh. 27 times for Luton Town. Alan Kimball, 16. Is that it? Yeah. Well, he was old when we got him. He was like mid 30s. What was he? Like 35 or 37 when we got him? Yeah, he was in that um, that team with. He was signed by Blackwell, wasn't he? No. Alan Kimball. Was oh no, I'm getting, Joe no, it was oh, Joe Kinnear. Yeah, because he was from his old Wimbledon days. Sorry, I got the wrong player. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Joe Kinnear famously said his left foot could open a can of baked beans. But Luton fans mm. really didn't get to yes. see that. And interestingly, he has an identical twin brother who looks exactly like him. Well, he's an identical twin, so I guess they would look alike, wouldn't they? Right, next Very question. Is that, is, which one did we get? <laughs> well, you probably got the one that doesn't play football. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> right. Who played more, David Edwards or Jean Louis Valois? Jean Louis Valois. Correct. David Edwards played 26 times for Luton Town. Yeah. Jean Louis Valois. 34 appearances. Yes. David Edwards was a great player. Great. No wonder Wolves snapped him up. Yeah, he had a great engine. Just ran and ran and ran. Yeah. What a player. But obviously, Jean-Louis Valois as well, what a player he was. Oh, and, and at a time, like you like you implied, like at a time in the 90s or back end of the 90s when we'd had such drivel. So we, we just... That's no disrespect to all the 90s players, but you know, we hadn't had flair and we hadn't had that. And it was nice to see Val Wild. I think that's why Luton fans jumped on him so quickly. Yeah, just a shame we only had him for a season. But yeah, what a player. What a player he was. He's like he's like an enigma, by the way. Marv has tried so, so hard to find him and get hold of him to get him on. He's like an enigma. He gets Marv gets him and he's disappeared. He gets him, oh. he's like he's like Houdini. <laughs> Because I know people football, want to hear he? from him. Yeah, isn't he still Probably, playing can you imagine football? Fans, fans would want to hear. Probably, yeah. Yeah, well, he, he never did much running, so I guess his knees wouldn't have gone. Um, yeah, but you're right. <laughs> fans need to hear from Jean-Louis Valois because what a player he was. What a player. 100%. And the final question. Who played more? Richard Dryden... Or Ian Roper? Oh. Ian Roper. Incorrect. Richard Dryden played 26 times for Luton Town. Ian Roper, 24. I told you, they got tight. Oh. But I'll, I'll tell you what, Andy, you've had an absolute fantastic performance here. You got 8 out of 10. It takes you joint seconds oh. on our leaderboard. Go, Andy. 
Thank you very, very much, Ollie. I'm very, very happy with that. Um, I think you went very easy at the start, but those ones at the, at the end, yeah, they were they were tight, tight, especially that last one, Ian Roper. I think it was a great play. He, he did not look like a player, but actually, do you know what? Turned it on in the end. He ended up being loved by the fans, didn't he? So, but thank you so much, Ollie. It was that was great fun. Yeah, it was it was great having you on as well. Thank you so much, Andy, for your time. Really appreciate you, mate. No, great. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the invite, and good luck with the rest of the season. Sports Social Podcast Network.